We'll get into this once we get in. I'll, I'll correct this other piece um, about. Um, actually, I can still paste this in. Okay. <laughs> now, the, for convention years, the original name for the song was Senior Citizens in Love, <laughs> but they decided that it's not what the song is really about, it's really and they not. changed yeah. it a bit. I, I have to agree with him. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't surmise the song. It gives it's an actual lie. It's a false yeah. you know what I mean? They don't even make it to senior citizens in love. Exactly. They don't make it it's another a, day. Right. <laughs> they make it till about two in the morning and then it's all over. Middle aged office workers in lust. It's a more appropriate title. I like conventioneers. I think conventioneers fits pretty well. Oh yeah, it's easy. I got to tell you, perfect. I've heard, heard Michelle mention it um, a few times, and I knew it was going to be good because we are really usually pretty much in sync. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking forward to it, but I was good, and I didn't. I didn't preview it. I waited till the week we were reviewing it, uh, but I was really looking forward to it. it. Was it's fantastic? It's a great song, but I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, because conventioneers, that could be anything. You know, sure. I didn't know it was going to be like a one night stand song. So, I mean, it definitely, <laughs> as soon as I heard, I think it was, and so now we're in the bath or well, now we're in the bath. I, I just started losing it. I was like, okay, that's great. I'm on board. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Did, it's such a good song. Did you think song. it was going to be about people dressed up in Star Trek regalia? Well, that's and... where my mind goes because I'm a nerd, <laughs> but you know. That's hilarious. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I hope it lived up to all my hype. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of the best we've heard. And the more the more you listen to it, the more you just kind of get into the nuances of it, which is the whole reason why I love BNL. So it kind of reminds me. I mean, obviously, this was. I'm pretty sure this was before. Um, what year was Maroon? Uh, two thousand. Okay, so that's probably before like Flight of the Concords and all that. Uh, but it kind of reminds me of their their style. Some of their songs, like uh, "Business Time" or like the what was it, "The Most Beautiful Girl in the Room." <laughs> it's some of their stuff. Really, kind of reminds me of that. That's hilarious. now you got me wondering, and I got, I'm looking it up. I heard they're it's on gonna tour be again. in the I late. Would love to see them. Late 1998. Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. I was gonna say. Yeah, Flight of the Concords was like early to mid two thousands, I think, right when they first took off. At least I'm sure they've been around for a while, but right, they were probably big in Australia, then took off. Oh, crossed. Uh, apologies to Brett and uh, Jermaine. <laughs> we know you're from uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, yes, <laughs> but they were probably big in Australia before they came here. I mean, probably, probably. <laughs> nice, nice recovery. <laughs> they have a song about how they're not Australian. Well, yes. I mean, I have it right here in front of me that they're from Wellington, North New Zealand. But... <laughs> now I'm going to have them coming after me. Please come on the show. Uh, Brett and Jermaine, we love you. We know you listen. Please come on the show. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That would be amazing. All right. Let's start with the podcast proper. All right. Oh, and of course, I didn't write an intro to this one. Um, you don't need to. 
<laughs> say, Tracy. <laughs> you know, uh, did we remember to count down before we started recording so we could sync up our tracks? <laughs> I was just going to do that. We did. <laughs> A little behind Testing. the scenes magic. One, two, three. Oh, wait, no, that's, no, that's a different up. song. That's counting up, and it's a different song altogether. Yeah, you're right. This week is counting down. So, <laughs> Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we are reviewing every song from 7 to Y as we count alphabetically. And when we did the numbers, we counted up. But this week, instead of counting up, we are counting down. Nice. Counting down is easy. Comes down to what are you prepared to do? The sound is teasing. The fever in it ain't the wind that gets the truth. Just hold your breath and take one big step over the precipice and fall back down. <laughs> As we cover the song Counting Down from Silver Ball in 2015, this is the first song off from Silver Ball that we are covering. Mm. Sort of. It really wasn't on Silver Ball. It was an extra. Um, this was the song was only on the Best Buy bonus track, <laughs> and you can't actually buy it anywhere right now. Best Buy bonus track. Say that five times. Yes, <laughs> that explains things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sounds like you and I are going to be very much uh, in sync again, <laughs> Michelle. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting <laughs> week, I think. Um, this song was, this whole album was written in 23 days. Um, and I will reserve comments. <laughs> it was written during the period when Kevin found out that he has tongue cancer before he oh, had God. his surgery. Um, well, now I feel and bad. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta throw that in there. Um, Kevin is the great equalizer. Kevin, we yes. love you. Please come on the show. We know you listen. <laughs> we would love for Kevin to be on the show. Kevin, yes. But this wasn't written by Kevin. No, it was written by this Ed, was, right? This was written by Ed. Clearly. And Kevin didn't even play the keyboards on the song. Wait, what? Kevin did not play the keyboards on the song. Did he not? Did he play the solo? I do not believe so. The, wow. the On this song, keyboards are giving credit to a Mike Evan. Mike so, Evan. So this is I just like a studio album whipped out in 23 days. They just didn't really care. They got their songs written. They put it out. They got their wow. money. It's, it's interesting because in all of their interviews, they were very, very, very pumped up about this album. Um, very into it. But I almost wonder if Kevin didn't join on this song because it was recorded while he was yeah, in the process probably. of sure. his treatment. I'm sure. Um, I'm wondering if that's what happened. Um, because Kevin does amazing. So why they would replace him for someone for one song doesn't make sense so it's going to have been something along those maybe lines. that's why it didn't make it on the album he put his foot down and yeah. was like that's bullshit i'm not doing it <laughs> yeah because that sounds totally like kevin <laughs> <laughs> listen, we don't guys. know he could be a tyrant we don't know listen guys i'm not gonna have it on the album <laughs> If you don't mind. <laughs> Maybe everyone gets a veto. It's like us. We get a one block. Oh, the there. block. Yeah, he one said. block. The block. <laughs> Kevin uses block. <laughs> they each get a block on the album. And that was his block. This was offered for a very limited time. You can get it on Spotify in Canada right now. But that's it. 
Yeah, um, I, I looked for it on my Spotify and could not find it, so I guess it's oh, region so specific. Maybe they've even taken it off that. Well, I'm. I know He's that I'm part Canadian, Canada. but I'm not actually in Canada. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, no, like Spotify the- <laughs> tests my DNA when I log in. What is this Blade Runner? I wonder if you could log in via um, VPN under in Canada and try to sift it. I that bet way. you could. I wonder. If you can figure out how to do that, let me know, because then we can also get a copy of Steven when he was on Celebrity <clears throat> Chopped and one Celebrity Chopped. I didn't know he was on Chopped. He I, was, I like and that I, have, show, I have reached out to the TV show Chopped like many times now. It's like, Chopped, please, please come give on the me show. access to this. Because <laughs> he won, and I want to see, like he won in 2017, and I want to see the episode where he won and what he cooked. Craft dinner. Damn. So, and that's not even our appearance for this week. So, <laughs> wow, a little bonus. We're in there. all over the place tonight. We're so extra tonight. It's a very rare song to be able to get a hold of. The album, however, did really well. This album was did very very well. Um, it got number three on the Billboard in in Canada. In Canada. Oh, Canada. It was on the U.S. on the U.S. Billboard. It hit number forty six. On digital albums, it hit number thirteen. Independent albums, it hit number five. And talk rock, U.S. top rock albums for Billboard, it hit number five. So it did pretty well when it came out. Hmm. I have to be honest. I don't own this album, and I don't think I've ever listened to it. This is the only album by Bare Naked Ladies, and I, I have to admit this, that I only own the digital copy of. I don't have a hard copy of this album. And I've gone to Bull Moose... Bull Moose, give us some money. Um, I've gone to Bull Moose many times. Sponsored by Bull Moose. You, I actually know the guy who does the social media for Bull Moose, so maybe we can make that happen. We should have him on. Mick, we love you. Please come on the show. We know you listen. We, we know you listen. <laughs> they don't sell it at Bull Moose. You can't even get a, a old copy of this at Bull Moose. And I've been to like five different stores if music land was still open they'd have it which one music land which one music land which one music land give us some money yeah they might <laughs> they might have <laughs> they've been gone for like 20 years but... i was gonna say i don't know what music land. i know Stra- i remember strawberries strawberries, strawberries. yeah remember oh. berries so speaking of music land yes. why don't we talk hmm. about the music break <laughs> aaron's hot take Nice. There we go. <laughs> Haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, yeah, so Counting Down was recorded in exactly 93 beats per minute. Again, this is something we hear in more recent BNL. They use a click track. Uh, I should state for the rector, the, whoa, the rectory. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Sorry. We, we got Christmas masks coming up. No, we don't. That was in the past. All right, we got to edit this whole segment now here. I may have been drinking scotch before the show. This is all staying uh, in. Let's, let's start. Yeah, is everything. Just keep it in. Let's Starting over. No, no, no count right. down. <laughs> just like starting over is John Lennon. There we go. It'll be just... Never mind. Uh, all right, so counting down was recorded at exactly 93 BPM. Again, this is something uh, we hear in more recent BNL. They used a click track to record. I should state for the record, there there is nothing inherently bad or good about that. It's just something that I've continued to notice. Their earlier work is far less likely to be recorded to a click track or a metronome, so it sort of drags and rushes 
speeds up a little bit, slows down a little bit. Usually very tight, usually within one or two BPM. I wonder if that BPM, has more you know? to do with, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I wonder if that has to do with just no, no. industry industry norms. You know, like that's what everybody does now, so they just mm. do that. It is much more common. I mean, if you came into the studio, especially if you are like a, a big deal, like back in their first few albums, when they weren't like a household name, maybe I, maybe they may have been able to get away with that a little bit. But now I feel like if you're an established band, you come into the studio, they're like, "So uh, here's what what you know what's the what's the tempo for this?" And you're like, "Well, whatever, we're just gonna play it." They're like, "No, no, what's the tempo? We, we need, need to, to lock you know, this down." Because the thing is, it is a lot easier, and I can speak to this as an audio engineer. If you need to like, if you record it to a click track. And somebody messes up on like the guitar part in the second verse. You can take the part from the first verse and just copy and paste it over. You know what I mean? Because it's all to a track. So you can. I mean, I don't think that happens a lot. Usually, they just kind of punch in or whatever. But you know, my my point is that it's much more consistent. It's easier for everyone to work with, and it's easier to fix stuff in post. So yeah, you do. You you just hear that less and less nowadays. But I, I don't know. Part of me kind of likes maybe because I'm a I'm jazz trained. I like hearing it. You know, just waver just a little bit and now i like to hear it kind of maybe speed up in the more passionate sections and slow down a bit when it cools down to me it's, it's like hearing uh, a singer's voice crack you know what i mean like to me i like that i don't like everything to be super polished and robotic super auto-tuned well and so i like Tyler. little bit, yeah like, little bits of humanity oh i'm sure I, as a drummer i hate playing to a click track i hate it i'm sure he does the, too the next time that we come to a song off maybe you should drive we'll talk about this a little bit more but yeah tyler yeah. hates click tracks tyler come on the show we can talk about how much click tracks suck <laughs> all right i've derailed but, uh, you we've, we've lost our rhythm yeah. anyway 93 <laughs> beats per minute long time to say that uh it's in the key of a major before I really dive into this, I want to preface this by saying that when I first listened to this and started to map out the form of the song, I was counting the chorus sections as verses and the verses as choruses. Mm. Now, the fact that I initially did not notice that this song began on the chorus and then went into the first verse indicates something. Mm. And that something is that the verse and the chorus sections have the exact same chord progressions. The difference is that the verse is in halftime or the chorus is in double time, depending on the <coughs> point of view, I suppose. Rather, the time spent on each chord is doubled in the verse. Oh. So the fact that it has the chorus in front of the first verse is kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, there's no way I'm going to be able to avoid sounding like an arrogant jerk hole in this episode, I just realized. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll, um, be, I'll be being sound like a jerk hole later on. Just won't be an arrogant This will be jerk the hole, arrogant so jerk hole episode. <laughs> arrogant huh? <laughs> um, a very special episode so we yeah we start off with the intro which is just the tonic chord it's the one and then we launch into the chorus uh which is four one five d a e it flirts very briefly with the six uh the f sharp but then goes back into the four one five grind then we go into the verse the first verse four one five this time in halftime you spend twice the amount of time in each chord uh then it's back to the chorus we transition back uh, on the six, but it's almost like a passing chord. So uh, we have one, basically four, one, five, four, one, five, four, one, five, maybe a six in there, and then four, one, five again. Uh, then another chorus. Then we have a bridge, but it's really the same changes as the verse. They changed when the six, that F sharp comes in, but that's really the same gallon, a different dress, if you will. <laughs> um, we have a very solid keyboard solo by, I guess, not Kevin, I guess by Mike Evans. So tip of the hat to you, Mr. Evans. Uh, but it's far too short, as it's the most interesting thing in the song, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, then back to the chorus. 
And then we come to what you could charitably call a second bridge or a separate outro section. But guess what? It's 415-DAE over and over and over again. So being as liberal as I can with defining distinct sections of the song, you might say that it has a form of B-A-B-A-B-C-B-D. Uh, but if you want to be a, more, a little more severe, I, I would say maybe a B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-B-A-
It wasn't, it wasn't Kevin. Kevin. So that probably explains like if he probably would have elevated a little bit too. And like you know, I guys, liked the electric guitar <laughs> mixed in with with the key, the soft keys. Like I thought that was production neat. is good. Like I said, it, it's very slickly produced. Slick. It's, a, it's Th- well that done. Is, I think you just... nailed it. Slick. It's very slick and yep. polished. Yeah. I felt like I could have just been turning the channel and been listening and heard just yeah. any band playing this. So I know that I I think I said something like bringing it home should have been called phoning it in, <laughs> but I take it back. This one should have been this called phoning is, it yes. in. Yeah, I I honestly because I went feel back and way. listened to that because I because I was actively thinking about bringing it home as I was listening to this song and I was like, you know that song's not so bad. You know I was like you know bringing it home, you know yeah it was it was kind of generic but like. There's something there to that. Like I said, it has some personality. Um, it was different. Even if it's just were... the band taking a victory lap, yeah. like I said. But like with this, it's, uh, there's nothing that really distinguished it to me. No. Uh, that's just me, maybe. But uh, No, I, I agree. Yeah, and I thought, I, thought, I thought of you, Aaron, a lot through this song because I think it was last <laughs> week when we were redoing our scores when you said 2.5 is the middle. That's average. And to me, that was just such a huge thing. Like, average. That's right. And this song, you know, it's not bad. It's not a bad song. It's, you know, it's polished. It's slick. It's well done. But there's nothing special about it. And to me, listening to it, it, I immediately thought of TV montage. You know, like, somebody's, you know, they're going through the scene. They're doing their whole thing. And this is the background music to the montage. And... I could see that. It, that's it. You know, there's no, there's no, it didn't pull on my soul. It didn't. This is, this is the montage to the training scene in Ricky, <laughs> the, the third rate knockoff of Rocky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was picturing like the Gilmore girls. Gonna float now. Like a, <laughs> gonna float now. <laughs> Not quite fly. So I have a major problem with this song. Ooh, do tell. There's a part of the song that it, you ever. It, it's like going back to that Sesame Street game. One of these things is not like the other. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. There is a part of this song that does not fit in. Which... It's that beginning. We start off with the country guitar <laughs> playing. And then it goes into like like electric guitar. Back down, take a breath. The writing's on the wall. The temp- and it never comes back. It never blends in. We never get a return to it. It's it's like this really odd like. Here's a taste of something, and then we're gonna go off on <laughs> into. Le- it's like starting off an Italian meal. With like sweet and sour soup, you're you're getting this taste, and you're like, okay, we're gonna go into wait, what? What? Here's your lobster, but did you have your appetizer of skittles? Right. Exactly. It doesn't fit. It doesn't seem right. I like I country sometimes. I like Ed's country, like when he does. I'm a little for bit example, rock and roll myself. Like, <laughs> like for you, when we get to for you, I like that song, and it has a country vibe, and it's well done. It's Ed doing country, kind of. But it's the whole song through. This, we get this little taste and then like totally into left field. And I just, I don't like it. That was very impassioned. That's my little. No, that's, I'm glad to hear that. I'm not the only one who had that reaction to this song. And, you know, love the band, obviously love a lot of their stuff. It just, just one just didn't, you know, didn't do anything for me really. Um, yeah. 
I was meh about this song. <laughs> so so let's talk about about the lyrics then. We've talked a lot about the, the oh. music. Let's go into the I don't have much lyrics. to say about them. <laughs> Michelle? It just sort of... It just seems very cookie cutter, you know, like the A, B, A, B, A, B, A thing. I, nothing stuck out to me. You know, there were some rhymes. Oh, these words rhyme. Um, and not that it's awful. They, they were okay, you know. What do you guys think they were trying to say? I didn't even care enough Please about pay me. the song to think <laughs> about that. I don't mean to sound like it. What was it? An arrogant jerk hole? I don't mean to sound like an arrogant <laughs> jerk hole, but I do. I um, I didn't even really care enough about what I was hearing to really dig deeper. You know, you, like conventioneers, like I want to know the yeah. story. Oh well, yeah, there's tell a, me, yeah, tell me the story. Right. Let me get in there. I'm Let me picture it. Let yeah, me dive in. This it was sort of like, meh. I just didn't hear anything that compelled me to pay attention. So interestingly enough, that's a really interesting point you made there, Michelle, because I think we've talked a little bit, and this might be a Stephen Page thing, hmm. but he tends to paint pictures. Wicked. Yes, he does. He has that, that what, what I said earlier, um, it's a very um, haiku, you know what I mean? It just kind of throwing imagery out. You want to interpret it however you want to interpret mm-hmm. it. Um this is, I feel like the lyrics were overall, I mean, I, I hate saying this, but again, I'm going to sound arrogant, but it's very cliche. Uh, a lot of references to who wants to be a millionaire and maybe to Countdown, which I know they get in Canada as well as the UK, although it's not big here in the States. So maybe that's clever if that's what they're doing. Um, but even, you know, I mean, there's nothing really emotional that I connect to with that. It sounds maybe like it's an anger management song or like a depression management song. Um, I, I feel more than a little guilty saying that if I wanted a pop rock song to give me that same sentiment that this song seems to be going for, I think I would choose Tub Thumper by Chumbawamba. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm not even joking. Like, it's, if I get knocked down and get back up again, like... That's kind of what I'm getting from this song. And that and song is so great. It totally reminds me of the full Monty. It came yeah. out at that same time, and it's got that same, like, that it's so British much fun. That British pub rock. I, exactly. I will say there's one line in this song that I it's do one, feel is kind hold on. of clever. Can I, can, I, can I guess? Yes. I'm going to say, well, I, I noticed they said shit the bed at one point. And I wonder if this is the <laughs> oh. Maine style usage, because here in Maine, a lot of people say shit the bed to mean you really mess something up. I haven't heard it a lot outside yes. of Maine and New England, so I wonder if there's something they say in parts of Canada as well, or maybe it's a regional thing. I don't think I've heard people from like the South say, you really shit the bed there. Uh, maybe that's just maybe the people oh. I met from the South are just more polite. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, th- what I, was, was your, your, part, your Michelle, line yeah. you liked? I do love the shit the bed line, but um, <laughs> oh, so, oh. why are you crying about a glass half empty when you know it was you that drank half the cup? That's, that's a nice metaphor. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's put... Yeah, that's good. Put the onus where it where, should be. Where we find good things, we should point them out. And I agree, that's a good line. But well, and see, it, so that's why I think this song is like him being angry with someone because this, like, there's little hints that he's. You think like, this is a Stephen? He's about saying Steve? that. I don't know you if it's about Steve or who it's about, but the impression we're getting, like, he's talking about cutting people all. Out. My computer just. If it um, is about Steven, then I love it a hundred times more. <laughs> like if it's right. about Ed processing his stuff, 
But, but this I is years think, later. Yeah, and I would think that the music, the to me, it just the music wasn't that interesting. No, you know what so I mean. It, he talks about cutting all the people out of your life. Yeah, you can't use a phone as a, a phone a friend lifeline. Um, as well as the line about that that you just mentioned about the half ca- drinking half the cup. So it's kind of very pointed, like attacks, but. And, like, there's disappearing options. You made a mess. Paper tigers are falling. But I don't get the analogy. He's trying to make an analogy, and I'm not getting... I guess my major problem with this, I don't get the analogy of what is he trying to say with counting down. Because then he says, he makes it sound like it's a positive thing to fall back down. But we don't usually think of falling down as a good thing. He talks about falling off the precipice and just falling... Like I don't know if he's trying to say that we need to to Just jump let go. off the cliff and try and take chances of stuff and not take the safe risk, but that's kind of the opposite of all this other stuff that he's saying. So I, I'm missing the analogy he's trying to weave here. And maybe that's why it wasn't on the album. Maybe he wasn't clear. Right. The words fit and the music fit, and so it all got smushed together. By the way, I have to say I hate that analogy about shitting the bed. <laughs> it's it's kind of gross. It's an interesting line. And then he goes, but now you have to lie there because it's all in your head. I'm like, ew, now that just like paints a really, really disgusting image in my head. And I don't want that there. Thank you. Aaron, what's your favorite lyric out of this? What, do you, what did you like for a while? No, I think I'd have to agree with Michelle. I think... The, the playing with the ideas of optimism and pessimism, I think that was the most clever thing the song did. Um, the shit the bedline just jumped out of me because I of my redneck friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, you, yeah, your engine, you yeah, carburetor sure. there on the engine just shit the bed. <laughs> I just don't like the idea of lying in it. I'm like, oh. Well, but I think that's kind. Of, okay, if we look at that line, it just hit me. It struck me out of the blue. Um, Maybe that's what this song is really all about. Like, it's all about your actions yeah. and your consequences. Well, that's, that's why I said maybe it's about Steve, but maybe there could be someone else he had like a, a scuffle with. Um, yeah, because it's, it seems to be a play on you made your bed now lying. You shit your bed now yeah. lying. Like, it's a little more aggressive. <laughs> you did all of this, so accept it. Don't cry yeah. about it and whine about it and poor me and wah, wah, wah. You did this. So just see that you did it and do something different next time. Make a different choice next time. Yeah. But the thing, though, like that could be a good message, but it just felt like the music was almost too polished or too slick and you just don't hear the lyrics. You know what no. I mean? The music well, is so you- shiny that you don't hear any of the interesting stuff. I mean, if you're going to write a, a John Lennon-type song, what, what's Aaron, you can probably pull it out of your head right now, the John Lennon song where he just rips a new one into Paul. I you mean, can probably pull it out of your jerk like, hole. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I think God, I had to. God is probably the one I usually think of, you know, when he's talking about God's oh. concept by which we measure our pain, and he goes off to list all the things he doesn't believe in, and he ends it with Beatles. I'm trying to think, because he like, he's like, all your, your best songs were yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like to think about that stuff, because I like the Beatles best when they were, you know, making music together. But uh, I, I will admit, 
in spite of being sometimes an occasionally an arrogant jerkle, I do like uh, John Lennon. <laughs> uh, of the solo work, I feel like Lennon's work was the best. Although Paul was, you know, certainly great as well. And George Harrison, I think, is consistently the most underestimated and underrated of all the Beatles. He was perhaps the best musician out of all of them. Maybe not the best mm. songwriter, but fantastic musician. You know what's yes. funny about that? This is totally off topic, but the first music I have co- I have a conscious memory of hearing is um, Paul McCartney's band on the run. Paul McCartney yeah. and Wings. Yeah, I love Wings. Like that's my that's my first memory like of music being like 3 or 4 years old and hearing Paul McCartney and Wings. Okay, I can't remember the name of the song now, and it's gonna just, it's gonna bug me until I figure it out. And like ne- by next week, I'll have figured out what it is. But there's a song that John Lennon wrote about out there, um, where the whole song is very much a a tear into Paul McCartney, and it's not very veiled. Um, and it's interesting because if you watch the video, uh, George Harrison is playing the, playing keys on that song, um, so definitely like a nice little slam there as well. Um, but he's got like all these lines, like your best songs were yesterday, um, you know, and, and things about his, about listening to his mother. So little slams about let it be and such. If this is, if this is Ed, like making a statement about Steve, it's too veiled. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. The metaphor doesn't work versus a song like you run away, which he doesn't even, he doesn't even disagree with. Like, no, I, I was writing about Steven at the time. I was angry about Steve. Oh, are you talking about how, how do you, do you sleep? sleep? Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, dumb. Yeah, I should, have, I should have realized. Yeah, the only thing you've done was yesterday. Uh, since, you're, since you're gone, you're just another day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, there's, Those he does not. Right when they said you was dead. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, yeah. Like, it's an amazing song. I, I love listening to it because it is some amazing writing. It's pretty about, savage. And, Shade. It, it was savage. Yeah, that, was, shade. that was some early shade. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if that's what Ed's doing here, it's not done well. Um, so I, I just don't like that about it. Um, I my my line I do like about the song though is it's different at eight than when you get to two. So if you're counting down and as you're getting closer to zero, like yeah, there is a difference when you're at eight versus when you're at two. Like there's more immediacy. It's getting more real. It's it, and I and I do like that line because um, it does have a lot of meaning to it, and you can read a lot of things into that line. All right, I, I've I've wasted my thoughts on this song. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we why don't we do some rating on this song, Michelle? All right. Well, I kind of gave it away earlier. Um, we're the rating system we're u- using tonight is montages. Um, it's just a montage song. You know, it's background music. Not that I should sway anyone's opinion. Somebody might love this song and really connect with it, and I do honor that, and I don't Well, art is subjective, to. you know, and if, yeah, if somebody yes. loves this song, more power to you. So for whatever reason, it just didn't connect with us. Exactly. Um, so I gave this song 2.5. I thought of you the whole time, Aaron. Like, 2.5. It's in the middle. It's fine. I don't hate it. It doesn't send me over the mm. edge like another postcard does. Um, but it's not. <laughs> I would listen to another postcard <laughs> five times before I listen to this. I, I know that song. Never. That song. It's not great, but it has character. It's it's quirky. It's fun. This song is just it's so awful. Mad. It's awful. <laughs> this this isn't even awful though. This do, this well, isn't go. even illicit. See, reaction. I like watching bad il- movies. 
and I like watching yeah. really good movies. I don't like watching mediocre movies. The same way with music. Yeah, this, this is mediocre. This doesn't elicit a reaction. So I gave it a two point five because it's it's right in the middle. Mm. You know, it's it's neutral. Yeah. It's zero. It, I don't give it a zero. I give it a two point five. <laughs> um, Aaron. How many montages do you give this song? Salt Bay sprinkling just a little more shade than you. Um, Ooh. Because, again, I was thinking specifically about bringing it home. And I went back after listening to the song like ten times and analyzing it. I listened to bringing it home and I was like, ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? I, I did not like it as much as like bringing it home. I gave bringing it home a 2.5. Uh, I like this better than children's songs, but not by that much. So I'm going to give this a 2.35 montages. Ooh, okay. Tracy, All right. how about um, you? See, I haven't compared it to the other songs that I scored. Um, I don't know what I gave Bringing It Home, um, and I'm not really kind of looking right now. Um, Do but you... just my... Want me to tell you? You gave sure. bring, you gave bring it home a three. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> um, I do I do like bringing it home mm. better. Um, and so that this fits in with that. Um, and thinking of kind of where I think that this song kind of belongs, and thinking about where what I feel about this song. Like I, if I heard this on the radio, I wouldn't switch the channel, but I wouldn't be listening to it. I would, it yes, would be in the background exactly. and it would just be playing. You don't even um, hear it. No, I wouldn't be singing with it. I wouldn't search it out. Um, it's not a bad song. It's it's well sung. It's it's well played. It's well managed, as you said, and produced, Aaron. It has, you know, Aaron's, or sorry, uh, Ed said that this album has more swagger and more confidence and he's more comfortable since the most comfortable he's been since the first record. I don't get that in this song. So this to me, 2.6. That gives us an average of 2.48. And that's actually the last. Oh, no, I'm wrong. That brings it just above um, Vegetable Town. And just mm. be- just below Best Damn Friends. Definitely. For me, that's exactly where it belongs. Yeah, right yeah. at the bottom of the list. So it's second second to last wow. so far. <laughs> I mean, again, look, look, all things being relative, you know, this is the worst or one of the worst songs we, we've rated so far of an amazing band with a lot of amazing material. So, like, of course, uh, yes. this should not be, you know, you know, they can't all be they can't all be conventioneers. They can't all be alcohol or a or no. alternative girlfriend or brian wilson and we expect a lot out of them yeah. you know what i mean yep. like they, they've on. got Counting so down, many great songs Bismarcky. um if the and you know even taking it like if you think about it this way you know if i rated this just below below average even though that's you know slightly below average if that's their worst <laughs> you know there are so many bands that are right. just complete train wrecks and there are a zero or a one out of the gate for like the bulk of the material so you know we love you guys please come on the show we know you listen i guess is what i'm trying to say <laughs> well and and just to kind of put some more perspective on this you know we're based a lot off from the idea that of the alphabetical um just because the, i listened to alphabetical and then i was like i want to do a song i want to do a show like that based on bare naked ladies and Let's face it, like there were there were Beatles songs that were ones. There were Beatles songs that were very, very low. A band can't be perfect every single time, and I just don't think that this is their best hit. 
Agreed. Um, and since so since this is the first album, uh, or so, the first song off this album, um, I'm going to attach a couple of appearances this week that are basically just interviews. A couple of them are uh, video interviews. A couple are written interviews uh, that they had when this album was released, um, talking about the album. Um, my favorite one um, is that when uh, they were talking and doing the video interview, they were talking about different cuts of beef and how filet mignon is the worst cut, but everyone buys it when they go out to the restaurant. Um, that's an interesting analogy. Interesting. Um, you know, it's the it's the worst part. It's the, it's the, the least part that flavorful. Has the least yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't it's say least... it's the worst because it depends on what you value. Like texture wise, it's very very juicy and tender, and that's nice. But yeah, it's the least flavorful. I like a good skirt steak. Or oh man, I mean now it's I want to go. Said it has I want to go up on steaks. Now. They said it's so bad that you have to wrap it in bacon to give it moisture. <laughs> I, I I really like. Which I, I was really like, like, that's the amazing. Way that uh, I don't know. This again, I'm going to come off as arrogant here, but I like the mouth feel, I guess, of uh, <laughs> filet it's... mignon. But uh, I I prefer yeah, like a skirt steak, hanger steak, um, ribeye. So this song is like the filet mignon. That might album. be too kind. <laughs> okay, so it's more like the tender. I think voice. this song is this song is the bone full of marrow <laughs> that comes with your ribeye that you pretend to oh. like so you can seem like you have class, but you know it's just crappy. <laughs> it gives you heartburn. Never, never been a fan oh. of marrow. I don't know. Maybe I just got to get in touch with my barbarian roots. But crush your enemies, <laughs> see them thrown before you. Hear the lamentation of the women. So, as you know, we are part of the Filling the Void podcast network. A very Woo-hoo! proud part of that network. Yes. They have some amazing and wonderful podcasts on that network. Um, one of the podcasts that has taken a hiatus but is hoping to come back in the very near future, and I hope it does as well, is Boy Meets Retrocast, which... If you have any guesses out there, you're probably right. It is a podcast where they review and talk about Boy Meets World episodes. Um, I grew up watching Boy Meets World. I think it's a much better show than Saved by the Bell, where Zach Morris really is a jerk. Um, <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. If you have not seen that that Funnier Die series... Watch it because it is absolutely true and I can never watch Saved by the Bell ever again. But Boy Meets World was actually a really high class, pretty good show, especially for kids. And I really enjoyed it. Um, It was interesting because they, you know, they had the same thing that happened for almost every single show out there. You know, season three, I think it was. They're like, we got to add someone new to the cast. The parents had a baby. So, and, you know, for the first year, the parents had this baby. And you know what the baby does. Like, babies eat they you know, they go to the bathroom and then they learn to crawl. And next week, that's what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about crawl. Dun, dun, dun. Someone better give you a segue for Christmas. Dead air. That was a bad one. <laughs> Not my best intro. That's okay. I was trying to. I was having a hard time hearing. It, it matches this episode. <laughs> we're all over the place. We're barely listening to each other tonight. We're all just on a stream of consciousness. Well, it matches the song, too. It's an okay song, so it, it needs an okay outro. There we so. go. <laughs> but at least we know the song next week, Crawl. 
That's right. <laughs> and hopefully next week's song is a little bit better than this week's. We can only hope. So thank you guys for joining us. This is the year. Last year we went eight. We went C through or seven through C. This year we got C's through H's. We are oh, finishing man. with wow. the H's this year. We have a lot of letters to get H through. Holy moly. Holy. We went through three letters last year. We're getting through we're getting through a whole bunch this year. We're getting through like five. Six, if you count yeah, C. We're only, That's yeah. right. See, we're picking up. We're picking up a speed. Not even touching it, man. Not even touching it. Not that kind of speed, Aaron. (laughs) I am not getting arrested for picking up that speed. Matter of fact, now that I've made that joke, it brings the (laughs) the podcast to a crawl. Slow clap for you. Slow clap. (laughs) And I'll leave it on that. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. See you guys. See you next time. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.